0: Someone in Atlanta has to score a touchdown. It might as well be the Braves. Ooh, brother. The cream rises to the top. If you call it March Madness and have that stuff going on, man, what we almost had go down in Ohio tonight was November nuttiness.
1: Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Expansion Buddies podcast. Today... I am Jaguars head coach Urban Meyer and I am joined as I am every single day by public and national embarrassment.
0: Yikes, I don't know uh, I don't know if I'd rather be Urban Meyer or the embarrassment that goes along with him. Oof. Yeah. Um, in,
1: in, in reality, I'm of course, Justin, I'm joined by Jared. I don't want you to think that we are either of those things in reality. (laughs) I I was going to say, I don't Uh, think I'm
0: embarrassed right now, but I might be, I might've done something Urban Meyer-esque that I'm not aware of yet.
1: I have my doubts.
0: I hope I do too. Yikes. Uh, well, if you haven't noticed listeners at home, one of our topics tonight is going to be the always fun Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer
1: is a constant topic because he's a constant embarrassment. I'm not even like a real football coach, but the secondhand embarrassment of like being a quote unquote coach and being lumped into the same general area as urban is just cringeworthy. That man is an embarrassment to the sport.
0: It's gotten pretty bad in Jacksonville. Um, Do you want to tell the people what's been going on? (laughs) Oh, I thought we'd run down a fun little timeline real quick. Oh, the timeline got put together. Uh-oh.
1: So, um, in January of 2021, the Jags hire Urban Meyer. Jacksonville Jaguars hire Urban Meyer as head coach. And Jared, did, to fair, to be fair, did warn me um, that it was probably a bad mood. And I'm like, eh, we'll, we'll see where it goes. But I was, uh, you know. I pretty quickly jumped onto his boat. Um, of course, in the first round of the draft pick, they take Trevor Lawrence. And then we get into the, you know, the real um, nitty gritty of the offseason where we see one Timothy Tebow signed to the Jaguars. I would say this is Urban's first big misstep. And even, even if it is... A big misstep. It wasn't even that bad of a one. Um, but it is indicative of his incestuous relationship that he has with his former college players. Um, which we'll we'll get into here in a little bit more with the current running back situation. Um, but Tim Tebow, supposed to be tight end, making an NFL comeback. Everybody kind of thought that was cool. Obviously, his his he blocked like he was still in Pop Warner and was released once the offseason started. In terms of missteps, not the worst. Into July of the summer, the Jags are fined $200,000 by the NFL. Myers is fined $100,000 personally for OTA violations. Um, he was, of course, one of three coaches fined, the others being Kyle Shanahan and Mike McCarthy. Each of them was only fined $50,000, though. August 17th, uh, the aforementioned Timothy Tebow was released. And, um, yes, then we have the regular season starting. Week one, Jacksonville loses to the Texans, who, um, how would you put it nicely? Aren't good. Aren't good. Art is functional. Is bad. Um. Not even a full week later, we get rumors that Urban Meyer is leaving. The man is always looking for greener pastures. I'm not even touching his college stuff right now. Um. It's, I, it, it's weirdly
0: not relevant right now. So.
1: <laughs> um. Yeah. Just. Just. You know. If, if you have a moment to jump in about college stuff, let me know. In, in week two, the Jags once again lose, this time to the Broncos. And Urban Meyer does something that we, we get the first hints that maybe things are not well in the locker room. He put out the infamous hang in there tweet. We talked about it at the time. Um, you know, we're gonna get better. The one thing about Jacksonville and the 904, go to sleep knowing there's not going to be any group working harder to get this thing flipped. Just remember that as we go down this timeline. <laughs> who, you know, in between September 19th and October 2nd, mostly things are quiet. They're bad. They're bad, but on October 2nd, we have the infamous party, the infamous, the infamous uh, incident, and you know, Urban Meyer wasn't wrong. He was staying on that grind. That was a great joke. I thought you were going to laugh at that. I, I,
0: I, I did. I, you got a little <laughs> chuckle out of me there.
1: Anyway, uh, um, <laughs> uh, please clap. Great joke, anyway, Sorry, sorry, sorry.
0: <laughs> On October
1: 2nd, uh, video surfaces of Urban Meyer um, having a grand old time with a co-ed in Ohio at a uh, sports bar that he owns. He issues a public apology, but this is, this is deeper than that. We talked about this at the time. Please listen to it at the, um, the past episode. But he didn't. Go home with the team. He stayed and partied after a after a loss, uh, arguably cheating on his wife depending on who you talk to. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, it shows bad judgment as he put it in his apology to say the least. Um, and and going on we we have more and more rumors coming out that urban meyers lost locker room he doesn't have the team which brings us up to december urban meyer in front of his players says that he is a quote unquote winner and all of the assistant coaches are quote unquote losers um and this is bad for a few reasons and, and feel free to jump in at any point, but I, I do agree with Erwin Meyer on one front. I don't agree that he's a winner, but I do agree that his assistants are losers because they have to deal with him every
0: week. Oh, goodness and gracious. that's just losing at life. Shots have been fired at the expansion buddies tonight, and they are headed right for Jacksonville, Florida. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Go on. Please go on. Um, So
1: one of the first reasons this is bad is that's just super unprofessional. You don't take shots at your own assistant coaches, your own staff in front of your players. That shows that you're not a united front. It shows that you are not cohesive as a team. And it's going to show them no confidence in you. Because if you go and start talking bad about other people behind their back, the players are going to assume that you're talking crap about them behind their back. And that's, that's not okay. Um and oh, I totally forgot. I was gonna do this whole bit about um a tale of two cities was the best of times, it was the worst of times. Um and working Dan Campbell and the Lions. Oh,
0: boy. Um I,
1: I I like to draw I'll, I, I'll get there. I'll get there. I'll get there. Um but Along with just being unprofessional, it shows that Urban Meyer is not willing to take any blame for what's happening. He's not willing to accept responsibility for the fact that he's a crappy coach, that he doesn't know how to handle the NFL. And instead of owning up to that and saying, you know, hey, this is this is hard. It's harder than I expected, you know, trying to get help doing something. He continues to spread discourse. He continues to spread rumors, continues to spread embarrassment across this organization and what it's come down to is i feel bad for the people of jacksonville for the fans of this game for the organization and for shot Khan for taking a risk on this guy because you know everybody talks about draft bust but i think urban Myers is a, is a coaching bust like bigger than what we've ever seen before um he's awful He's he. At least as long as I've been a football fan, he is the worst coach I have ever
0: seen. He's pretty bad. And uh, it was a beautiful timeline that you put together for everyone here just a years. We're well, not even a year, actually, uh, less than a year. He's been the head coach of Jacksonville. And uh, so many blunders and blunders doesn't even feel like the right word for some of them. Uh, The one I wanted to mention too, that kind of got left out and there was right after he got hired. uh, He hired an assistant who was a former coach at the university of Iowa. And yes, I
1: did forget that one.
0: Yeah. And then the news comes out that the dude, while he was at Iowa had said racist things to his players had said, Uh, not PC things to his players. And then it was pretty quickly let go in Jacksonville. But that was when it kind of started to tell me that, hey, Urban Meyer is not the best decision maker um, at the NFL level here. And to me, his entire, it's sad to say entire, like I said, we're not even a year in, uh, NFL coaching career can be summed up by the phrase, should have quit while you were ahead or in yep. this case should have stayed quit urban meyer had retired from college where he had numerous accomplishments at ohio state one of the uh, most historically successful coaches in that program's history uh could have went down as one of the uh, great college coaches and great coaches period but now he has completely tarnished that with this little stint in the NFL. And just every week, Mm -hmm. man, it's something new out of Jacksonville and what's going on in the locker room uh, around him. And how does he not get fired after this season is my question. Is there any way that Shad Khan keeps him?
1: I I hope not. I think Shad Khan wants to win, and I think he's just – at this point the season's sunk. I think he's just letting it play out. Um
0: well yeah, they're two and eleven. All right. So yeah, the the season's they're, they're letting it they're
1: they're letting it go this year. Yeah.
0: Um the other thing that
1: didn't mention yet, but I want to talk about is is the recent running back controversy that should not be a controversy. Um, because it shouldn't be happening, uh, where running back James Robinson, who good running back, um, you know, he, he's had pretty darn good games this season so far. Um, but in the game against the Houston Texans fumbled the ball early in the game and was benched. Um, for, for Carlos Hyde, who in a shocking turn of events is not as good as James Robinson, but also went to school at Ohio state where he was coached by guess who? Yeah. Yes. Urban Meyer. Um, it's pretty plain to see that urban takes a a you know, he plays favorites. <laughs> he plays favorites. He uh punishes players if they if they make mistakes. Um, Jame Robinson, yeah, he fumbled the ball. Happens. As a coach, typically you're not gonna just bench that player. You're gonna let him go back in. You're gonna give him another um go to show that you still have confidence in them. Uh, Urban Meyer clearly doesn't know how to manage a team. He's still used to the college days where he could basically do the coaching equivalent of throw money at a problem until it's fixed. Um, which I'm sure in cases he did. Uh, well, but and, uh, to the point where the only, the, per, the person on the team that was like questioning why it was happening was Trevor Lawrence. He's like, I don't know why he was benched. This is, this is stupid. And So this is partially coming from myself and partially – well, this is coming from myself, and then it was reinforced. Uh, Carson Palmer did a recent interview um, about the situation with the Jaguars coming from a former quarterback, um, and he was asked about the situation and what it means for Trevor Lawrence. And he – he made some great points, one of which being, if you have to deal with getting qu- questioned in the media every single week, you know, however many days a week about the embarrassment that your coach is causing, the distraction that your coach is causing, and the disruption and the distrust in the organization, you cannot focus on developing and becoming a better quarterback. Um, and I encourage you to watch it if you haven't already. Um, it was an interview on the Dan Patrick Show. Uh, it's a great little five minute clip on YouTube. and he he talks about it much more eloquently than I can. But I it was something that I was already kind of thinking and and he puts it into just much better points. But in that way, he is ruining Trevor Lawrence's young career. I mean, it, in, in several ways, he's ruining Trevor Lawrence's young career. Um, I've kind of been rambling and I think I've lost my train of thought.
0: I get what you're saying though. And it's a really good point. I have not listened to that interview with Carson Palmer yet. I love the Dan Patrick show though. So I will give it a listen for sure. Um, what I was going to say too, about Trevor Lawrence is Trevor Lawrence is, uh, the Jaguars future. Uh, they kind of made that clear last year when they took him with the number one overall pick. and, if Trevor Lawrence, don't kid yourself. If he if he went one on one to Shad Khan, and said, "Hey, I want him gone," you're going to listen to your future. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, if he, even if he didn't say it publicly. Now, if he did say it publicly, I mean, either way, if, if Trevor Lawrence wants that, he's going to get that, and he should get that. Um, but yeah, Urban Meyer is learning the harsh reality that the NFL, as you alluded to, is a lot different than the college game. Um, And Jacksonville, the Jacksonville Jaguars are a lot different than the Ohio State Buckeyes, where in college, at a place like Ohio State, Urban Meyer had kids clamoring over each other to get a spot on that team. He had some of the best talent in the whole country to work with. Um, Year after year after year, he didn't have to try to recruit, okay? Kids lined up a block outside the door to try out and play for that team. Uh, Jacksonville in the NFL, it's a little different when you have to abide by a draft, when you have to, uh, pick and choose and stuff like that. And yeah, they're a professional football team, but boy, they are the worst one in my opinion. And he is learning that the jump from college to the NFL is not a jump that a lot of coaches can make. And all I could think about as you were recapping everything that's gone on here in Jacksonville over the last calendar year. Uh, is man I was thinking about my rant about Pete Carroll a couple of weeks ago and I feel pretty lucky right now that that's the problems I'm having with my coach you know the, the I just have a head coach in Seattle who I feel like the game's passed him by uh, at least he's not doing things like this and making a, a mockery out of uh, the position and the team and and the uniform quite frankly so Man, it's bad in Jacksonville. And I I read an article uh, Tuesday actually about Shad Khan and his thoughts about all this. You might have seen this by now too. But he basically said uh, he doesn't want to act impulsive here. He wants to use judgment when making any decision about Urban Meyer's future and the future of the team, which I get that. But how much more evidence do you need that this is not working? And I agree with you. He's going to let the season play out. He's not going to fire him with four games left, I don't think. Uh, but I would be flabbergasted if Black Monday rolls around and Urban Meyer has not get, gotten the boot. I mean, yeah. I just don't see how uh, Jacksonville is going to stick with him after just it seems like he's making headlines for all the wrong reasons. And Shad Khan said in that piece I read uh, about, you know, he's, he, he admitted that there's drama now. Obviously, you know, it's pretty hard to not admit that. And he said, you know, before it used to be, oh, they're just the lowly Jaguars, but that was it. And and they were just left alone to suck in silence, I guess. And now it's they're bad and they have all this going on. And so it's just not as an owner, it's got to be a nightmare scenario, because for an owner of any professional sports team, uh, that is more than a team. That is a brand. That is your business. That is, you know, everything. and it's it's a pr disaster when you have a guy like this getting your brand and that's what the jacksonville jaguars are to Khan. they are his brand getting it in the mm-hmm. news for all the wrong reasons so uh financially it's got to be the right decision to let him go uh first and foremost because you're going to have a lot of fans a lot of loyal jags fans who are season ticket holders maybe or big time uh big time attendees of these games who are going to say, why the hell do I want to keep my season tickets? If he stays on another year, if it's just going to be another year of this, Mm -hmm. you know, and and it can't be worse than what it is now. Like I said, the Jags are two and 11 looking at their schedule moving forward. Maybe they win one more game before the season's out. Maybe they're going to be another top five pick again this year in the draft. And uh, it can't be worse next year with whoever they go with as a head coach. Uh,
1: Yeah. Um, And you know, as I was kind of mentioning, you know, Shad Khan. Is, this is not his first foray into owning a sports team. He owns the Fulham uh, Football Club, soccer soccer team. And you know, I don't think he's a man that likes to lose. Uh, he that team over the last few years has been in the top ten of the ch- Championship League pretty consistently. Uh, right now, they're first in the Championship League. Hmm.
0: Well, at least he's got that going for him then. Yeah. um, Yeah. I just it's, don't know it, what it, else to say about it, honestly. It, like, It's just baffling. It, it's an embarrassment to the sport right now. Um, and, and I feel so bad for every Jacksonville Jaguar player and assistant coach right now, frankly, uh, because they probably understand better than you or I do that they've got to stick this out for at least another month. Uh, ride this train wreck in the public eye as it has been Um, and I'm telling you man I'm looking at the just as far as on field goes I'm looking at the Jags last four games here and their next two are at home against the Texans and on the road against the Jets two teams that are already eliminated from the playoffs that are not good by any means Uh, and realistically I see this dysfunctional Jags group losing both of those games and if that happens it's going to get it's going to go from ugly to uglier real quick down there.
1: Yeah. um, And I wanted to point out, this this is where my tail of two cities thing was going to come in. Um, You have two teams right now who are, you know, we're, we're discounting the Texans. We're not going to talk about that dysfunction right now. But you have two teams that are really bad with new head coaches. First-time NFL head coaches. You have the Jacksonville Jaguar, Urban Meyer led. Yeah. Team, and up in Michigan you have the Detroit Lions led by Dan Campbell. Two wins for Urban Meyer's team, one win for the Campbells.
0: For the Campbells, the soup cans.
1: <laughs> yep. Yeah, um, there's a huge difference between these teams. They're both bad right now. The difference is Urban Meyer pins blame. He sows discourse. He does basically everything wrong. The players are not in his camp. And you look at Detroit. Even when they were 0-10, those players were willing to run through a wall for Dan Campbell.
0: Dude, I was. After watching some of those press conferences, I was about to. Dan Campbell,
1: true... Even, even if he is not the greatest coach, and I would argue he, he needs to get better assistants next year <laughs> um, uh, and better coordinators, so, uh, he, but he can build player relations. He truly inspires these players to do the best that they can, and, and while they have had an unfortunate season – they they aren't winless they've gone blow for blow with a few good teams
0: and they've know, had resulting some bad luck man like they ju- they've had some really bad luck <laughs> i think of the ravens game where justin tucker set the nfl record on a game winning field goal against them like yep. that, that's not normal obviously like that doesn't happen all the time the no. lions have been right there in a, in quite a few games and it is just a night and day difference about what's going on there in Detroit and what's going on down in Jacksonville. And I'm yeah. glad you brought that up because I never really think about it from that. Uh, I don't really compare the badness of all these lower tier NFL teams right now, yeah. but the Jags have got to be the most dysfunctional one for even as much as we used to rag on the Texans here at the beginning of the season and in the summer and rightfully so that dysfunction was even different than this. Um, and the jets, you know, we've said what we're going to say about Robert Sala and, uh, he's night and day difference again.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Um, urban is bad for the Jaguars. He's bad for football right now.
0: He needs Um, to be done.
1: (laughs) I, I don't disagree that he was great in college, but unlike, you know, some of my darling coaches from the West, he can't make the adjustment. It, it It's clear that he does not know what he's doing. Let him go. Please. He's
0: I can in, do a better job coaching <laughs> the Jaguars. He's in way over his head, man. It's just, it's almost comical. Like if there wasn't other people's actual like reputations at stake here, it would be kind of funny to yep. be honest with you. Uh, but yeah, it's just a very and, – and for the fans, like you said, too, man, can you imagine if this was happening on the Buccaneers or I'm trying to imagine this happening on the Seahawks? Oh, my God. It would just be embarrassing. It would just be so hard to well, tell people that's who you root for. Um, bro, oh, I've been there with the Bucks. Has it been this bad, though? It hasn't been yeah, this Yeah, it bad.
1: has not been this bad.
0: Well – Jameis had his moments – like The, J- the, the, J- the whole the Uber situation. <laughs> the Jameis era brought about some interesting, uh, not great headlines to the Buccaneers, but, I mean, it's never been this bad. And I think back of the worst I remember with the Seahawks, you had some petty locker room squabbles that were quite honestly uh, squashed out pretty quick by Pete Carroll. We had the Percy Harvin situation. Uh, you had contract disputes. And then, of course, the infamous Super Bowl mishap. But it's not been like this. <laughs> this is just a – oh, man, it's like a drama, honestly. Like, it's like a, a high school drama about uh, – I don't even know. Like, I can't put it into words. It's just a disaster.
1: Yeah. Um, but anyway, I know you want to talk about
0: other sports – uh briefly yes and something uh, uh, we spent the first good portion of this episode ragging on something that deserved to be ragged on and being negative uh but i want to highlight a, a group i want to we talk about uh new york city fc new york city football club won the mls cup here last saturday and i uh to first off, just congratulate them. Uh, they aren't my shout out this week, though. Actually, um, I have a different one for that at some point, but I want to kind of talk about how impressive I think their MLS Cup victory really was because you know it, it wasn't just another, oh, you know, a team had a great season and they capped it off with the championship, which is what happened, of course you don't have a bad season and still make the playoffs. Mm -hmm. But I want to point out that um, first off, both teams actually that made it to the MLS cup this year were uh, the number four seeds in their respective conferences, Portland out of the West, NYC out of the East. But that means that New York had to play two road games in the postseason um, they got their first one at home where they beat Atlanta two to two to nil. And then they had to go on the road and they had to play the number one team, not just in the East, but the number one team, in the whole league actually this year, the new England revolution. And they took them down to penalty kicks. Uh, regulation time ended two, two went to penalty kicks. NYC five three in penalties. Uh, as you know, from being a Ted Lasso fan, penalty kicks is pretty intense. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so to beat the number one seed, knock them out of the playoffs like that's uh, impressive. They go to the conference finals, the East conference finals, and they go on the road again and they play the number two seed, uh, Philadelphia Union. And they eke them out two to one to go to the cup. And in the cup, like I said, they're playing a fellow four seed. Well, they have to go to penalty kicks again. And with the way that the uh, MLS does its championship, uh, the cup is hosted by whichever team has a better uh, record or seed, uh, their tiebreaker. Anyway, Portland was hosting, so it was another road game in front of another road crowd. It had to go to penalty kicks again, and this team uh, won it four to two in penalties after a one-one tie in regulation. So uh, it was just knocking off between knocking off uh the top teams in their conference along the way doing this on the road going to penalty kicks twice uh all of this for a team that was founded and played its first season back in 2015 they're a very young club uh it's just i had to commend them for what they did and highlight them uh Obviously, me being a big Sounders fan, the season did not end like I wanted it to this year. Seattle was actually the two seed in the West and got eliminated by the seven seed Salt Lake, uh, Real Salt Lake in the first round. So I didn't have a ton to root for after that. I was pulling, though, for NYC all the way. I've always liked them kind of since they came into the league. And I think this is good for uh, the expansion of the MLS, which has been steadily growing over the past 10 years, really. Um, to see a team this new, this fresh come in and win it. Um, it's awesome. And actually, as we record this tonight, funny enough, Charlotte FC, the newest team that's going to be playing on the pitch this next year, uh, is doing their expansion draft Tuesday night as we record this. So uh, okay. the, M- the MLS is ever growing. It's awesome. And it's awesome to see a new team uh, a newer team, I should say, win it. And we saw it a few years ago with Atlanta too, when they won it actually over Portland also. Um, and that was cool then, but they didn't have to play as many road games and they actually got to host the cup that year. New York had to do most of this on the road and they kind of defa- defied all odds, um, pardon me, to, to do this. So it's just awesome. And uh, big congratulations to those guys, but my shout out, is actually back to football, another sport. Shout out uh, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. The boys won the CFL, the Grey Cup in overtime, actually, on Sunday this last weekend. So that's my shout out this week. Fair enough. I'll allow it. All right. You got a shout out. Uh, do I dare ask if you have a call out? Because, boy, yeah, I think the pick. first half of the episode was your call out. But
1: Yeah, I don't think I get any more this week.
0: <laughs> um,
1: Shout out. I'm going to shout out um I mentioned it to you before that we started the show, but I'm gonna men- I'm gonna sh- shout out uh Monsieur Steph Curry for uh breaking the three point record in the NBA. I big think time. that's pretty
0: neat. That's big time, man. I knew it was coming up here that he was gonna do it soon. Uh they actually thought he would do it against the Sixers the other night and that he didn't quite get it done. Uh did he do it? You said he did it today, the day we recorded this. Yeah, Tuesday. Yeah. So yep, they I just pl-
1: got the notification.
0: Um who are they playing tonight? That's a great question. I didn't get that far. Golden State is having a really good season right now in the NBA. Uh, their one-year hiatus. From, um, uh, they played the Knicks and beat them 105-96. to 96. All right. Uh, More like 90 Knicks. Ooh, and if it was a road game, they did it in the Mecca of basketball, Madison Square Garden, too. So that's a big time for Steph. Uh, I figured it was only going to be a matter of time before he was – getting this accolade, but yeah, that's a good shout out.
1: Yeah. Um, I, yeah, that's, I don't don't know what else I have to say today. That's the
0: episode folks. I think that's where we're going to close it down. Uh, we got our urban Meyer stuff, uh, off our chest. We highlighted a really awesome MLS club and Steph, the sniper got the new NBA record for threes. So that's pretty awesome. Um, the other thing I think is awesome right now, I just want to touch on real quickly going back to the NFL. Uh, okay. Thank you. Oh, I'm so glad I didn't even ask for permission. I'm sorry. Um, we are four weeks away from the start of the playoffs and not a single team has clinched a playoff spot yet. And to me, that's just insane. I thought someone clinched this weekend, but Nope. Nope. Because they said this is the first time since 2014 with four weeks to go that no one's clinched yet. So we're shaping up to have a wild finish here. Um, there's definitely oh, been some black. teams um, eliminated, uh, no doubt. But uh, it's going to be a crazy end uh, to the NFL season here. I'm for it. I'm you're here for it. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think with that, that's going to be the episode tonight. A uh, little bit of uh, housekeeping as we move forward. There will be no episode next week as it's uh, holiday week. Uh, with Christmas coming up. Also, uh, next time we record an episode, I'm going to be doing it from a different house. I'm moving. And that's another reason we won't be recording next week. Justin's going to be helping me move. So we're going to be too busy. Uh, not too busy for sports, but maybe too busy to talk about it next week. How is that more acceptable? Yeah, I
1: think that's I think that's a accurate description. Okay.
0: All right. Uh, So anyway, I think we're going to close up shop there. Thank you all for tuning in to another episode of the Expansion Buddies podcast and for listening wherever you may listen from, whether it be Spotify, Google Podcasts, iTunes, the can on a string. Um, We appreciate each and every one of you for checking us out on Instagram and Twitter at the Expansion BU one Interact with us at either of those places. We'd love to hear from you. Um, And until two weeks from now, until after Christmas, have a Merry Christmas, everyone. I've been Jared. I've been Justin. And
1: never forget. Party like it's 1976.